Welcome to Inside the Honors College, where we believe that wisdom and virtue is found when we learn together. Join us as we take an inside look at a community dedicated to educating the next generation of disciples and scholars. I'm your co-host, Taina Esteves. And I'm Ellie Overman. And for this podcast, we have one of our friends, Jackson. Ellie and I have both had him in colloquy, which is just our, you know, our classes, right? And we've gotten to have a lot of really cool conversations with him. And so we're both really excited that he was able to come on here and talk about his journey through honors. Uh, I can't go talking about Jackson and not call him out for all of his nerdy glory and Star Wars. I will say, you know, just to preface, I too am a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I have a lot of love in it from my heart. Jackson is on a completely different level, as everyone will see here momentarily. Um, but I think it's beautiful. You know, Star Wars does have a beautiful soundtrack, and Jackson can talk about it very, very passionately. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved that. It was so fun to kind of get to hear him talk about even just Star Wars for a minute, because it's just near and dear to his heart. I think it was so fun to also just kind of get to hear his story. I'd never gotten to hear that before. And also just hear what he's learned through the Honors College about communication and how important that is for scholars and for leaders alike. And then also just this idea of learning to listen through his close friendships. I thought that was really beautiful. So I'm excited for everyone to get to hear. Absolutely. Me too. And I think these are really nice conversations to have, especially on a podcast format, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure that we can take something away when you're just even just listening to someone. I mean, not just listening. Listening is the most important part about any conversation. So this is really good. And I think everyone will get something to glean from Jackson's beautiful conversation. So let's get right to it. Oh my goodness hi friend hello ellie good to see you yeah so good to see you too i am so excited that you're here guys for anyone listening i had jackson in colloquy last semester and he has the most insightful comments probably of all time and so i'm just super excited to hear kind of where that's coming from and hear his story so i am just so excited to have you on today <laughs> i'm uh honored you would say such a thing about me i don't know that i would uh, ever think myself that uh, that of myself that highly, but I, I thank you for the opportunity to be on here, and uh, I'm honored to that you would uh, pick me to be somebody to be interviewed for this. Of course, of course, I'm super excited. So let's hop right into the icebreaker question. What is your favorite movie of all time, and why? If I had to pick one, that that's a little bit harder. So I think I'm going to go with a whole series. Uh, you know this because you've seen my background in my room. I have, I, yeah. I have practically a Star Wars shrine, shrine. Uh, in my room. I've been a been a massive Star Wars fan most of my life. Uh, if I had to pick one episode, um, it would probably be a coin toss between episodes six and three. So uh, that would be six of being Return of the Jedi and okay. three being Revenge of the Sith. So. Two, two great ones, but I can't pick one just because I'm a true totally Star fair. Wars fan of all of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then why? What's the reason why those are your favorite of all time? I think that what's what's been so nice to kind of, I guess for those two movies specifically, um, episode three just has incredible, Star Wars as a whole has a great movie score, but episode three does it almost even better because of the emotional pull, I think was just phenomenal. The, the fight scene between Anakin and Obi-Wan is just incredible choreography, but then then the scene at the end of that is great. And then I think episode six just being really the first uh, pinnacle of like everything adding together and this this like huge turning point because you're not sure is Luke going to turn to the dark side? Is he going to keep it? It's just great. Very great storytelling, I think. And I think that okay. episode six did it superiorly to most others. 
Wow. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I am watching through all of them right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to mentally note and be like, okay, Jackson says this is the best one. Um, <laughs> keep that in mind. So that's some, some solid advice. Okay. So let's get right into it. How did you hear about the honors college and why did you decide to be a part of it? So I was a trustees finalist. So the, for those of you who don't know, trustees is a competition or it's not really a competition. It's a scholarship, I guess, that uh, individuals with certain statistics, I think coming out of high school, I'm not exactly sure what those numbers were, um, but certain ACT, certain GPA, things like that, will compete for these, the scholarship. The trustee scholarship is a full academic scholarship. And uh, usually there are 40 finalists. So you know you can have a pretty long list of people that will, will try to get it and then they'll have a finalist. And that weekend I went to APU and to be a trustee you have to apply for the, for the Honors College. Made incredible friends that weekend. Some of the best friends I've ever had, some of which I am still best friends with. In fact, my best friend, at APU was also a trustees finalist, which is super fun. Yeah. And uh, what I think I realized what was going to be really neat is, so if I'm honest, I came out of high school a little bit doubtful of my success. Um, I actually wasn't sure that I was going to be good at college because I felt like there was a possibility that my success in high school was a fluke. And right. so having this idea of potentially reading great books and all these things was mm -hmm. kind of intriguing to me because mm -hmm. I had not had any experience of that in, in high school. One thing I think right. that it's very different between the honors college and, and this is something I can confirm after being an honor student more than more than high school. But I think in most high schools, it's a lot of taking information regurgitate in right. the honors college. It's much more of a critical thinking thing. And that is just such a neat skill and a neat opportunity that I just didn't have in high school. And so I think that kind of intrigued me. It made me a little scared because again, I had never done it before. Understandably, but, yeah. Uh, trustees and that I think were my two, the two things that kind of promoted that opportunity for me in my mind and gave me the confidence to try to pursue it. Super, super cool. And now that you've been a part of honors for such a long time, like what have you learned and how have you grown as a leader and a scholar through your experience? Ooh, great question. Great question. So I think that the biggest and most invaluable skill, I would say that the honors college adds to you. And I would say you can't, you can't put a price tag on it. I think it's, it's, it's almost unique in that aspect because I, I've been mm. as an as an academic I'm, I'm somebody who who loves to learn period and so the opportunity to get to read books like this is, is just fun but I think the skill that I never could have foreseen necessarily that I would have had is communication mm. and one thing that the honors college does and you know, you're very familiar with this but you know mm -hmm. we spend time reading these books which is you know taking in information we right. spend time writing which is you know written communication is huge and not just writing but writing about things that matter and things of eternal value and are complex and difficult sometimes. Right. We spend time talking about those things. And so there's a, there's a listening component, right? You're listening in class, you're listening to lectures, there's a reading components, you're taking in from information through your eyes, right. And trying, mm -hmm. to, trying to work through those. And then there's a communication component, which is either through the, the oral component of class, just colloquy or even right. speeches. Yeah. And so I think that that skill of being able to communicate clearly orally in writing in addition to being able to listen to good details and yeah. things like that, it's just a skill that has done a lot for me, I think, as a scholar, because if you can communicate clearly, it doesn't matter what your field of study is, you will do well. Right. And that skill is equally necessary, right, as a leader, because as a leader, you need to talk to people, you need to tell them exactly what you intend for them, but you also need to be listening and hearing mm -hmm. the right things. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that because communication is a two-way thing, right? This is this is a conversation. This isn't just, I mean, yes, it's an interview, but it's a conversation. Yeah. Um, it's a 
it's a thing where you have to be able to understand what your people, what the people you are leading need. And you mm-hmm. have to understand that you have to make sure that they understand exactly what you expect of them. And I would say that the honors college has done an exceptional job of developing those skills in me. And I would say that's that right there, that singular skill almost is, is, is upon which the, the success in all those things that you said, I think as a scholar and a leader hinges directly upon. That communication, that is so wise and so interesting. What has like your journey towards learning how to listen looked like? Ooh, that's, that's excellent. <laughs> well, uh, I think what's kind of funny about that, so I'm sure some of you listening can probably tell I'm a little bit of a talker. And so not that that's necessarily a bad thing, uh, at least it's not a bad thing, I think, if you have something to say. And I think I had to learn to do that. And I think a lot of that actually came from listening to other people. Um, one of my best friends, uh, his name's Colin Welge. Uh, for, for some of you probably in the owner's college, he's a, he's a senior as well, just like me. And one thing that he does is he's just such an articulate speaker, mm. but you only realize that right in the way that you listen to him. Right. And so it was people like him who I had the opportunity to listen to in regular conversation and in, and in colloquies as well, Right. where I started to realize how articulate, how precise his language was and also realizing that when I'm not actively listening I would sometimes be thinking of what I'm going to say next and that's not listening and the double recognition of shoot I don't even understand what this person's saying uh, because I'm not listening because I'm thinking about what I'm thinking but also then finally getting that recognition of he is so articulate or she is so articulate and telling me about what they're talking about, that it inspired me to listen intently. And then also in a lot of ways, refine my own speaking, which is, it's a funny when, when somebody else almost acts as a mirror, you know? So kind of having the opportunity to interact with people that were really intentional with how they speak kind of encouraged you to learn how to listen. Is that right? Precisely. Precisely. Okay. Super, super cool. I love that. I'm reading a book right now called the listening life. And it talks about what you were just talking about, about this idea of like, if you're thinking about what you're going to say, you're not actually listening. So I think that is just so wise. Um, and like even looking at the, mm. the story of Jesus, he was someone who listened really intently. And so it's super cool and encouraging to me to hear that you learned that through the Honors College. I think that's really beautiful. I love that. You'll have to, you'll have to send me that, uh, the oh, for sure. that book and the yeah, author yeah. Uh, when we're done with this because that sounds super, something, something super interesting. And I've got, I'm adding to my book list, you know, graduation yeah. coming up. So <laughs> you'll have some time, maybe that would be awesome. Yeah. I'll for sure send it your way. Um, okay. So after you've kind of like learned all of these things and experienced the honors college after sort of four years, if you were talking to a prospective honors student, what is one piece of advice you would give them or multiple? I'm not going <laughs> to restrict you to what. <laughs> Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Ooh, that is a great question. I think to be succinct, uh, I think I would want to encourage anybody who is wanting to potentially go into the honors college or who might be kind of on the fence about it hmm. that actually, and it's funny, it's, I've really only started to realize this actually having conversation with my dad. My dad is 48. I think I'm the oldest of four. So that's why my dad might be younger than some of the, other, some of the listeners on this. Um, but one thing that I've realized, I think, is that anybody and everybody can be interested about virtue, can be interested about these, you know, about great ideas, metaphysical ideas about what is what is the what is the soul and what is human purpose and right. 
you know, philosophy and these things that how to live the good life, all these questions that are, that are pursued. And hopefully the answers are hopefully suggested. I don't know that you, I don't know that any of us are going to find the answers to those things in, in, mm. in college, much, right. much less human life altogether. But yeah. I would say that anyone can be interested in the pursuit of those things. Mm. It's, it says a lot about somebody that is, that has the foresight to be able to say, I'm 18 and I want to pursue that right now. Right. And that's a, that's a lot that, that is a huge, I think, academic maturity, but, and I think more often than not, I would doubt most honor students honestly have the recognition of what they're actually stepping into when you're 18. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, my dad has been reading like, like books, like, uh, like Marcus Aurelius, he's been reading books. Mm. Uh, he's, he's reading a book by Cicero, I think right now, wow. um, art of war, like these, these books, like a lot of them, interestingly that we have read right. um, or, or some of the ones that are very similar, you know, something that mm. could have easily just been slid, slid right in. Right. And so with that, I think because anyone and everyone could be interested why not try it? Uh, right. Why not go for it? Go try for a year. Because I think in a lot of ways, if you spend a year in the honors college, some of your GEs are going to be, are going to be, the requirement is going to be gone anyway. Even if you decide you don't want to be a part of it, it's yeah. totally fine. And the other part too, that I encourage you is that it's not the last time you mm. can have this opportunity yeah. to potentially deal with these ideas. Sure. Right. It might be one of the first times and perhaps maybe one of the last times where you're in it very intentional environment where you mm-hmm. get to discuss these things with people that are of your age group and right. also to be led potentially by fantastic professors because we have exceptional professors from all okay. kinds of disciplines in the honors college right um and we love them they're fantastic and they tell us amazing things and you start to realize if i read this from the perspective of a language expert i'm going right. to read this totally differently than if i read it from a philosophy background i mean it's just right. incredible incredible stuff but i would think i would encourage honors potential honor students to to take that leap see what it's like because you might absolutely love it and i think that there's something super special and value giving i think that the honors college at least for me personally has done to my entire education experience because i think there are a few places where you learn how to think where you learn how to talk to people who have very different ideas right. than you do or different ways of understanding things. Mm-hmm. And I think that the honors college provides an exceptional place for that because I don't, I don't think I need to really even give examples, but I mean, we yeah. live in a world right now, right. That is so politically divided mm-hmm. that we have a very difficult time having conversation with people that, are, that, that differ in political right. ideas than us, religious ideas than us. We're, we live in cancel culture, right? Right. Yeah. I don't agree with you. I'm not going to talk to you. And that's, that's not, how we will ever reconcile make reconciliation between groups but that is not how we will love people right it's not saying i dislike you because you think something that i don't think rather than trying to understand you right and uh it's a dr glyer paraphrase of a saint francis quote (laughs) um but you know seek first understand yeah and i think that the honors college does a very very good job of putting that up front Mm. Try to understand the the reader. Right. You can't read as a Christian reading Nietzsche and then go like, what are you doing, right? This huge, scary atheist without recognizing that you can try to understand them. And so I think I would say to to either my past self or somebody else who potentially was wanting to go into the honors college to try it, see what you think. Um, and also to not be scared that like, if I don't do it now, I'll never get the opportunity. There, there, are, there are other opportunities to read many of these books. Right. Um, and I mean, I'm, I think the Honors College is doing some exceptional work now trying to keep these students connected and, and to give people more opportunities to get to seek out stuff that they like colloquially. But, you know, the Honors College is so special and I can only really speak positively to it. And I really mm-hmm. honestly would suggest anyone and everyone 
um, who is who has even a slight leaning toward mm. enjoying reading and thinking uh, would love it. So, and I'm a biology major. This is coming right. from somebody who yeah. does not who's a very far person. Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> exactly. My my other major is not at all related to the humanities. So I'm telling you this from a from a very different perspective from from some others. Right. That is so solid. I feel so like privileged hearing that that I get to kind of be a part of this for the next three years. And so I kind of hope that anyone listening kind of totally takes your advice and just goes for it because I think it's it's worthwhile to start the the process sooner rather than later and alongside other people kind of like you were talking about so thank you so much for sharing and for taking the time today to just sit down and talk and share some of your wisdom and knowledge I really really appreciate it (laughs) oh of course thanks for having me I have really appreciated this I really hope uh that uh if if anybody actually has any questions and they actually want to hear more of my story or have any more questions for me um, please feel free to uh you can i don't know if there's anything you can do to like link my email on we'll this i'm more than happy to yeah. answer any questions in the future about mm. any of this kind of stuff because yeah, yeah. i'm a, <laughs> i'm a i'm very passionate about the honors college i'm sure that, that somebody can tell by now but yeah it's super I'm, evident I'm in the way you speak yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure well thank you so much jackson of course have a great day ellie Matt, I love any conversation that has anything to do with communication, man. I think it's just such an overlooked skill that people often throw in conversations about why it's important, about why communication is vital, but it like really is, you know? So Mm -hmm. I love that Jackson spent that time talking about why that listening and just the way that we learned through that in our writing and our reading and honors and just being able to take that outside of honors as well, you know? These are things we're going to be using in life, in our communities, in our conversations with other people that, you know, maybe didn't have honors experiences, you know? So it's just such an important skill to have as a person going through life with other people. And it sounds simple, but these are nice things that you can glean from simple conversations like this. I think that's part of the beauty of all of this. So I really appreciate it, Jackson, taking the time to, to look at that stuff for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think it was really encouraging to me how he talked about communicating complexity and how that's yeah. a skill he's had to learn. As our texts have gotten more complex, it has been harder and harder for me to kind of communicate that to, to friends and to peers into the class. And so it's mm-hmm. encouraging to me to hear that that's kind of a skill you learn over time. And I think that that is so true and that colloquy is the perfect space to test out this communication of complexity and to learn yeah. how to kind of resonate with the create this culture of resonators that we talk about like resonate and listen and communicate with each other so I was just really encouraged by that I totally agree that having that community is super important and if you want to maintain that you need to make sure that you can talk and listen to the people that you have around you so these are all beautiful things and we can't thank Jackson enough for being a part of our own listening and conversation and community and you know Thank you all for taking a time inside the community dedicated to educating the next generation of disciples and scholars. See you next time on Inside the Honors College.